What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belle Bid DeVoe. This is Julie Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India Ari. Hey, what's up? This is Brandy. Music and features from a woman's perspective. Intriguing conversation. Espresso. The Mocha Mix. So much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. Back before the white community burnt it down, Black Wall Street was thriving in Tulsa. Doctors, lawyers, accountants, store owners, all making good money in their black-owned businesses. This week, we look back at the Tulsa massacre. Cafe Mocha begins now. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. Yo-Yo, Angelique, and Lonnie Love. We are talking about vaccinations. Lonnie, what are you doing you, are you planning on getting yourself vaccinated? What about you, Angelique? Well, I'm fully vaccinated now. I had the what? Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. You know what happened? I was driving down the street. Whatever. <laughs> I'm serious. I was driving down the street and I saw these tents. You know, my nosy butt went to go see because I saw, I saw that it said vaccination. So I just wanted to go ask a question. At it's right outside. It's it's no. It's it was behind the mall on oh, Crenshaw, mm-hmm. Baldwin wow. Hills, Crenshaw Plaza, uh-huh. and I stopped there. It was about two o'clock, and the man told me he said, "Oh, we gave out we gave out vaccinations for the city employees if they were in, in transportation." And then I was like, "Well, I could act like I was one." He was like, "No, ma'am, you you can't like that, right?" <laughs> but Hater. it was like two thirty, and he said, "But we have." six extra shots and they'll just wow. go to waste so that's how i got my first shot so and what I did asked, it feel like what were you sick tell me all about it i'm no, you know what it stinged a little bit now this is the pfizer and it did sting a little bit but i didn't get any side effects um mm. and then it, once you get the first shot he registered me so that I would automatically get the second shot like within three weeks so then they said the second shot is the one you gotta like you know, you might go down on. So I was like, Ooh, it was on Saturday. And I was like, okay, so I ain't going to drink no wild turkey. <laughs> I'm going to sit at home. And I went, I got the shot and I just came home. I watched the whole Aretha um, genius. That mm. was eight hours and I was fine. Oh my goodness. I what about fine. you, Angelique? I was good. I made my appointment at CVS. It was very simple. I mean, you know, the hardest thing is finding an appointment, but I went on CVS and uh, made an appointment very easy, very close to the house. Uh, My shot did not hurt at all. Um, I got Pfizer. Yeah, (laughs) we're sure. Um, Yeah, I uh, it didn't hurt at all. Wow. And I was filming the the whole thing. Yeah, the first one, the first one. However, and I didn't have any side effects. You know, I mm-hmm. would massage it, to, mm-hmm. you know, because sometimes when you get the shots, your arm is sore. But I do notice a little discoloration on my arm. I can't tell whether it's dry skin or whatever, but it's in the area of, of the vaccine. So yeah, I'm blaming right. it on the vaccine. <laughs> Ain't right nobody now. looking at your arm anyway. Yeah, oh, true. goodness. That is yeah, absolutely I, true. I, I, <laughs> and if I, they I, are, they shouldn't be. <laughs> I have an appointment to go get one. And I've been in debate for a long time. But I'm thinking it's probably better if I do than I don't. I'm hearing all of these new guidelines for travel. And of course, I have to travel. So it's probably best that I just jump on the bandwagon right now and go ahead and knock this thing out before 
you know, before. Well, okay. Uh, you know, uh, this, this is the thing that people need to realize. The reason why the vaccine will help if you get COVID to not die. Yeah. It will help you to recover faster. Mm. And because this virus is so powerful, um, we, you don't know what it will do to your body because a lot of us, especially people of color, have underlining health conditions. Um, and so the vaccine actually it is not the actual virus. They're not shooting you up with viruses. I know there are a lot of conspiracy theories out there and stuff. Right. You know, that all is not true. I always tell people, go to cdc.gov if you want to find out more information about the vaccines and what's in the vaccines. But some of y'all, y'all take cough medicine, don't know what's in that, but y'all take right, it because right. it's say cough medicine. Some of y'all take high blood pressure medication, don't know what's in it, can't even then, pronounce it, but you take it. You know, I just was, I was thinking about taking it and I am going to take it, but I was just thinking, I was just like, God, please don't let me die. No, yeah. you know, you know, and I let me be very clear because I understand about the history about the uh, health disparities in the African American community. So I do not blame anyone that questions, you know, what is happening. But I can tell you that there's a lot of science in this, um, and and that's the reason why I took it because if I can take it and I can be okay. I want everybody else to be okay. I want people to be able to, you know, it's been a year since a lot of us been able to see our loved ones, been able mm -hmm. to travel. And we have to put the, we have to bring the numbers down. The only way to do that is to have herd immunity to get people vaccinated so that it doesn't jump. I do want to say that they don't know how long this vaccine may last. It That's may only right. last for four months. So y'all told us to get it. It's not this like, you ain't gonna never have to take another one again or something. It's know? like it's like more like the flu vaccine than the polio vaccine. You know, the flu vaccine, you take it every year because well, you it know changes. It changes. And as we speak right now, this virus is changing. And they're already creating boosters yeah. for the for the different strains that's coming out. So this isn't gonna be a one-time thing. And I still right. ain't going nowhere, Lonnie. I'm still gonna be masked <laughs> up. And unless you got unless you could show me your card. Then we ain't doing no business. Well, I won't send you my Los Cabos inv invitation. Well, oh. I mean, just one trip then. One <laughs> trip and then I'm back home masked. And I will say too that we've been saying build up your immune system. Take those ginger shots, the turmeric, you know, clean yourself out, get all that junk, try to eat yeah. better so that your your immune your um your immune system can fight off viruses and things like that. And I do believe in that too. And I understand, cause I'm telling y'all something, these white folks going into these in the, the hood. They are, they, oh, they, they are lined they up. Shots. They are lined up. Do you see them, Lonnie? Yes, they lined up. And you go check your black churches, check the CVS, Check all around because there are plenty of, of, mm -hmm. of the, the, the shots are going to open up the, the waiting list for who can get one. So you can get it. It's free. It does mm -hmm. not cost anything. Just make sure when you get that little card, you keep it because then that'll show that you have been vaccinated. And that is our PSA for vaccination. Yo, yo, I'll be ready to see yours soon. I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hit that note like Mariah Carey. Ah! <laughs> it's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Black American history would have us believe that we came here as slaves and pretty much, you know, ain't gonna have nothing, ain't gonna be nothing. When the reality is, 
every time we try to get something going on, the establishment tears us down. That's what happened with Black Wall Street. Back in the times when things were segregated, if you needed a doctor, you needed a lawyer, you needed an accountant, they had to be Black. If you wanted a, a bank loan, you went to the Black bank. This created some very successful Black communities with middle class, upper middle class, Black folks, homeowners, kids went to college. Durham, mm -hmm. North Carolina had a thriving Black Wall Street, and so did Tulsa, which was burned to the ground a hundred years ago this year. And a new podcast looks at this very ugly part of our history. Joining us to talk about it is Steve Osunsami. He's an ABC News senior national correspondent and host of the podcast, Soul of a Nation, Tulsa's Buried Truth. I know that was all a mouthful, Steve. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Welcome. Cafe Mocha. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know what? You said that extremely, extremely well. You, you, you said that well. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, our people, uh, you know, some, sometimes we, we don't know some things that we had at one point that were taken away. This was a true success. Black Wall Street and, and Black Wall Street, you know, Booker T. Washington called it Black Wall Street when he arrived uh, and he saw all of this success, which, at, which when you think about it, back in 1920s, you know, Jim Crow, that boot was still on the necks of Black Americans in all across this country. And so to have these successful communities where, you know, you needed to go get some shoes, you had a store to go to. You needed a dress, you went to a store to go get that dress. Mm -hmm. It was Black dollars staying in Black communities, you That's know, right. something that we wish we could do today. And, and that was something that existed back then, back then. Booker T. Washington called it Black Wall Street, but the real word he probably should have used was it was Black Main Street. Wow. Um, it was Black Main Street. That's really how I would describe it. But as happened, not just in Tulsa, but in, in, in Kansas, Nicodemus, mm -hmm. in Florida, um, you know, these Black communities were sitting alongside their jealous white neighbors who were watching this success with envy in their hearts, um, with and the irony to all of this is that the reason why these communities were successful is because you, if you were black, you couldn't go to a white shoe store and try on some shoes. That's right. You couldn't go to, you, you couldn't go to these places. And so these communities existed in, you know, despite the, the racial animus of the time and were a huge success until in Tulsa, for example, as we're reporting in our podcast, it was burned to the ground mm -hmm. by angry white neighbors. So this is a podcast. Is it a special podcast? And what are you, I understand you're covering Tulsa, but just how are you doing mm -hmm. it? So it is a special podcast. It's right now it's three episodes, but it's probably going to be a little long. Um, and, um, you know, I have to give a major, major shout out to my producers, Tanya Simpson and Jenny Wagner Courts, who have spent the past year going back and forth uh, to Tulsa, talking to people, doing hundreds of hours of interviews. Our investigative unit has been working on this. Uh, Tanya works with the investigative unit mm -hmm. and our radio folks. Uh, audio, Susie Liu uh, has been coaching me into getting into that podcast rhythm and voice and storytelling and so on and so forth. 
But we have spent um, many, many, many hours talking to the survivors of the the surviving families of some of the victims. Um, We get into the issue of reparations. Um, A a number of these, yes, yes, yes. A number of these families, they see all the money that's coming in because of the 100-year memorial this summer to build a new history center. And they say, well, none of this helps them. You know, it doesn't make them whole, doesn't replace the generational wealth that was lost when the racists burned them out of their homes Mm -hmm. and killed hundreds of people. We also, in the podcast, go on the search for the missing. Mm. Um, For many, yes, yes. For many years in Tulsa, the, the word among Black folks was, you know, that there's these mass graves around town somewhere in town they got these people buried that was the Mm -hmm. word among black folks Mm -hmm. the word on the other side of town was oh no 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 that just can't be true you know that there's no way no 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 no. that 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 just can't be real and so the mayor of Tulsa the white mayor of Tulsa um, Mm -hmm. decided that he was going to do what he could do to put these rumors to rest and so he brought in archaeologists and scientists and all these different people, and they started digging at a couple different mm, locations mm, mm. around Tulsa. You know where this story's going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I read the headlines. The first, yeah, the, the first place where they dig, they found nothing. And so then, you know, the people rolling their eyes on the other side of town were like, see? Right. And second place they dig, d- dug, they found a shoe. And so people, naysayers are like, a shoe don't mean anything. Third place they dug. The next day, they found what looks to be about 12 coffins, a mass grave, no funeral records, no official records whatsoever for these bodies. And now they finally have confirmed that the rumors are true. And now the people saying, I told you so in Tulsa, are the Black families who have said, you know what, they've got these people buried in mass graves somewhere across the city. And so now this city is now in earnest searching for these bodies and going through the process of getting DNA tests from the remains that they have to be able to reunite these dead bodies with the families that are still in Tulsa. Goodness knows. We're talking to Steve Osunsami about his new podcast, uh, Soul of a Nation, Tulsa's Buried Truth. Um, We'll be back with more. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a Black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, 
marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation. For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo, on the line, Steve Osunsami. He's a, a national correspondent for ABC News and has this podcast that everybody needs to hear about Tulsa and um, the buried truth is literally what we're talking about here. Yeah. Mass grave being found with 12 dead bodies. Right. Um, mm -hmm. What about the Lots reparations? I mean, yeah. one, of, one of the things that bugs me about Tulsa that bugs me about Wilmington and that little town in Florida is that there are people grandmas great grandmas who remember these stories and they don't talk about them and so we don't know yeah. about them and we don't know who yeah. the family is so if right. it's such a secret how do they get reparations right yeah I, I'm, I'm gonna come back to the secret but let's talk about reparations for a second because the secret we got to talk about that too Right. But reparations, you know, these families, you know, when you look at like blocks of homes and businesses were destroyed, people who own their own property, imagine if that property was never lost from that family. Everyone listening here, we know that land ownership, property ownership, that's a secret to wealth in America. And that was robbed from these families. Uh, and not just in Greenwood and uh, in other these other towns where the white lash was felt. And so today, these surviving families ask, okay, now there's all of this hotel, motel, big business, you know, coming in to commemorate the 100-year anniversary in Greenwood. They're building this new history center with millions of dollars from the, uh, from the folks, who, Kimberly Clark, who make the, the Kleenex to the mm -hmm. QT gas stations. You know, they're all donate, donating millions of dollars. There's all of this you know, nice fancy development going on in this historic black neighborhood, but people can't afford to live there anymore. Mm. And in the one visit, not one, between two of my visits, uh, there was a woman who owned a hair salon and she was there when I was there in February, but she had been forced because she couldn't pay the rent to move out on Greenwood uh, by, by March. Um, so the families are saying, you know, all this money is going in that's coming in here is nice, but it really doesn't help them. You know, if you want to memorialize what's happening, you know, one woman I talked with, her name's Joy McCondachie. She is the granddaughter of Eldoris McCondachie, who survived the attack by hiding in a chicken coop. And, and Joy McCondachie told me that she would like, and the families would like, what she calls, she doesn't want to call it reparation. She calls it a love offering, a love offering. 
And that, you know, with some of this money, they could go to some of the survivors and say, oh, you need flowers? Here, let's help you. We're going to put some flowers in, in your home. You need help for funeral costs or to, to prepare? You know, we're going to help you with medical bills. We're going to help you with this and that. Here's something else we noticed. At the construction side of the History Center, we were staring at it for, you know, a good half hour. This is in a historically black, historic black community. And we had trouble finding a black construction worker at, wow. who was building this new history center that all this money is going into. And so Joy, who was standing next to me, she goes, here's, a, here's an opportunity for reparation. It doesn't even have to be money. If they couldn't find a black construction worker in Greenwood, if they couldn't find a, a young person who, who could work this construction site, then build a training center, mm. you know, to teach these young people these skills, mm -hmm. help the community, help clean up the roads, help train these young people, give them opportunity. Reparations can come in the form of not just checks to families, but also meaningful investment into these neighborhoods. And so that's one of the things that these families are asking for. You, you know what I wanted to ask, Steve? What is the biggest thing you've learned about the Tulsa ma massacre while doing the show? Well, it's that other point, um, and that's the one that I find the most frustrating that you guys mentioned just a few seconds ago, which is that it was kept a secret, and not just by the white families. Black folks participated wow. in keeping what happened a secret. When you think about it, a hundred years, a hundred years went by, and we're only now really just getting into the details of it. We talked to many, many people, black and white, who told us you know, people who were 60 years old, well, I only heard about this for the first time when I was 40. The mayor, the white mayor of Tulsa said that he was at a debate when he ran for office one year and someone mentioned that, you know, you know, during the massacre, the Tulsa massacre, there were white men in planes who were dropping bombs on the black neighborhood, killing people. And he's like, no, 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 that didn't happen. What? You know, and, and what happened was, is that you had two things happen, and this is, I think, the most, to me, the most shocking. You understand why many white Tulsans didn't want to talk about this. There was right. a bit of shame. You know, you get that. And there are, even according to historians, uh, examples where they went to go look at some of the records, the archives, and they found that there were newspaper clippings that had pages and, and pieces missing. What's harder and more heartbreaking to understand is how Black folks helped. And one of the things we heard over and over again is that, first of all, many of the Black victims who came back and rebuilt had to live alongside their attackers. And mm -hmm. so they were afraid to talk about these things. They also didn't want to talk about what happened with their children. Yeah. People were so afraid for their lives, because you have to remember, we're talking 1920s, 1940s, you know, Black Americans still couldn't vote. You couldn't drink it, you know, the same water fountains. I mean, this is all during this awful period. And this is what people were sort of dealing with and, and why they were afraid to actually talk about this. And we interviewed Charlie Wilson. Um, I'm sure all of you know who he is. Oh, uh, from the Gap, from the Gap Band. Band. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Charlie Wilson from the Gap Band. He is born and raised in Tulsa. The Gap Band is from Tulsa. In fact, the GAP band, G-A-P, G period, A period, P period, stands for Greenwood, Archer, and Pine. Wow. 
which is it was the Greenwood neighborhood. And that's the those three streets are at the entrance to this historic black neighborhood. Charlie Wilson talks about how when he was young and you hear this in the podcast, how people were just afraid to talk about it. And he had a very dear auntie uh, who uh, she she was 90 to 100 years old, he said, when he started getting her to talk about it. She told him everything that happened and made him swear not to speak about it publicly until she died. Oh, my mm. God. Yes. And so he talks about what happened to her in our podcast. He goes into great detail. He talks about how, you know, they named themselves after this neighborhood to try to bring attention to the race massacre. And when they would go in the 70s and 80s, he said that when the band would go on tour and do press tours, they would try to talk about it, you know, try to get some attention to it. And he said, you know, they would tell people and people just wouldn't believe them. They're like, no, that, not, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. It was such a secret. You, you remember the Oklahoma City bombing, right? Yes. Yes. So in the mid-1990s, Oklahoma City bombing happened. So few people knew about what happened in Greenwood that at the time, lawmakers in Oklahoma, white lawmakers, wanted to at one point say, well, you know, the Oklahoma City bombing, the Alfred P. Murrah Federal Building was the worst act of domestic terrorism in the state's history. That's what some people were saying until a few black lawmakers corrected them. No, that was actually Greenwood. Wow. That was actually, yes. So Steve, how can we hear the podcast? You can hear the podcast by, there's this purple app. If you have an iPhone that says podcast, yeah, you can just download that app if you don't have it already. If you do have that little purple app, just press on it and then search for Tulsa's Buried Truth. And the truth is, as soon as you put Tulsa in, it's going to come right up. It was the first listing when I checked. And then it'll pull up the podcast. You hit subscribe. And then the second those episodes come, it'll download to you. I think you can also get it on Amazon, any other place where you get your podcast. But for me and most people, you got, you got that iPhone. Even if you don't, you look, on, look under podcast search and you'll find it. Um, and it comes out on every episode on Tuesday. Right now, there are three episodes. And it is the, you know, I've been doing this now for, uh, I've been working at ABC News for um, going on 25 years. So next year will be 25 years. Congratulations. I have, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have never written this much in my life. Um, this is, it's, a, it's the biggest project I've ever written word for word. And uh, because, you know, some of these, one episode is 25 minutes, another one's almost 45 minutes long. And you hear the sounds from that period. You hear you know, like we have a, a recording, and this is a crazy story of a woman, a white woman, who is watching the evil people burn down what she calls the Negro section of town, and she is hiding her black housemaid in her basement. You hear the terror in people's voices, and you, you, it, it just it takes you back to what that must have been like in 1921. It's a powerful lesson. And when we talk about reconciliation in this country, 
you know, a lot of talk about reconciliation. Mm -hmm. That only starts to happen when we tell the truth about what the past. We got to tell the truth. And I'm going to steal a line. I'm going to steal a line from Joy McCondici, the woman who I was telling you about, whose grandmother um, hid in that chicken coop. Um, You know, she she actually I met her. I was out on the street and we were shooting and doing some stuff on camera and she saw all the commotion and she was eating lunch, you know, at a restaurant. She comes out, you know, she's like, I'm just being nosy. And uh, and she told me something that stuck with me that I think about. You know, um, she said, make sure you tell the story right. Mm -hmm. Don't tell it white. Tell it right. right. Tell it it right. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. I cannot wait to listen. Uh, I'm clicking on the purple icon right now, and I'm going (laughs) to press in Tulsa's buried truth. Steve Osunsami, he's an ABC News senior national correspondent for 25 years and the host of the podcast, Soul of a Nation, Tulsa's Buried Truth. And when you do Wilmington, North Carolina and Durham, you better call me to produce, okay? (laughs) We'll get you a credit. Thank (laughs) you so much, Steve. Take care. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. I really, really enjoyed this. And I, I, I hope everyone gets as much out of this and as much learning and as much spirit nourishment uh, from this as I have. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Steve. Take care. Yep. All right. Bye-bye now. It's Cafe Mocha, Lonnie Love. Yo, yo, Angelique. Ladies, no. I got to talk about something that I love. The verses. The last (laughs) verse that we had, it was Earth, Wind, and Five versus the Isley Brothers. It was one for the ages. Did you ladies get to see it? I'm horrible. I didn't even get a chance to see it. Oh, Angie, you didn't see it either? Not yet. I'm sorry. Oh, my. But tell me about it. Okay. It was really nice. D, uh, D nice was the DJ. So he was the one that actually played the songs. Um, you had both, um, Ron Isley and Ernie Isley, his brother. And then you had, um, Earth, Wind and Fire. You had Verdine White and you had Philip Bailey and, um, then you had Steve Harvey. And then you had Steve Harvey, huh? (laughs) Steve Harvey was you know because the verses is like it's supposed to be 20 songs Uh so the first 10 songs it felt like it was 20 songs because steve was saying these long stories right because he you know man we did and we was like steve just play the music and then and the nice thing about verses is that while you're on instagram you can you know be in the chat so i was doing jokes in the chat along with spice adams and tony baker so we tend to hype up the crowd and doing and we were like why is steve talking with these long stories and man so it was it was hilarious so by you know they read the the the, the comments and so uh-huh. steve pushed down the stories and i just want to say that these the Izzy brothers they made twist and shout which was um covered by the beatles they've been doing hits since the 50s 50s. wow and nobody like them and then earth wind and fire they've Hmm. been doing hits since the 70s but everything hit 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 it was hit after hit 
you know, from, um, you know, shining star, then reasons, then you had it's your thing, then you had sexuality part one and two. It was just phenomenal. If you were a music history buff, a music person, this was something that everybody could listen to. This was one of the, this was, I would say this one and the Gladys Knight and Patti LaBelle was some of the best because it was it's actual music i don't mind the rappers you know no disrespect to them but like with the gucci and the gucci main and and jeezy that stuff it's like it's so limited because it's it's like a space that is not as powerful but this one oh (laughs) oh and ron have y'all seen the pictures of ron isley no but did he look good girl he got this full salt it's all gray. It's snow white. <laughs> he was in full zaddy mode. Full zaddy mode. Had on a black and gray fur coat all the way down. Had his damn hat. And then, then this was the thing. And at halftime, he went and changed into a gold and black. Looked like he got it from Joanne's Fabrics. Because it looked like right. he's going to hurtin'. But when I tell you... That man had all the women, like he is 79 years old. Wow. And I opened for the Isleys in 2019 for their, their two, because they steered tour. Ron Isley is the truth. He still sings. What? He still gets down. This is Lonnie, wh- which song had you getting up out of your seat and really just. Everyone, you know, that's the thing, because they all have so many hits. Yeah. I'm getting up on everyone. Wow. Well, you know, you hit it with reasons. Then you turn around. It's your thing. Then it's like um, uh, Sun Goddess. You know, then it was like, and so it really wasn't even a battle. It was more of a celebration. And that Mm. is what the verses, this is the thing. Timbaland and Swiss Beats um, are the people that just started this. And this started on Instagram. And I understand they're trying to monetize it. And I get that because now they're trying to like, maybe look at some white acts and, you know, and black Twitter's like, no, you're not doing that. But they're going to have to (laughs) They're going to have to try to monetize it. You know what I mean? So, you know, they have to, you know, spread it out and go, maybe go international, things like that. But it was just a great, great night for the players. They look, Steve Harvey, Earth, for the players. Mike, and it looked like some retired, retired pimps. That's what they look like sitting up there. But it was great. It was great. We had a good time and you could tell we had a good time because I keep talking about it. So if you can go back and look I will. at it, yeah, go yeah. back. Yeah, my phone was buzzing. My phone was buzzing. Like, are you watching this? Are you watching mm-hmm. it? However, I was at my mom's house telling her, let's watch Versus. She said, honey, I don't have none of that here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I was telling everybody, hook your mama up. Get You know, give her your phone and let her look at it on IG. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was just a really great event. But this is the kind of stuff that we... You know, once you start trying to put studios, you know how it is, yo yo. Yeah. You know, you say this is a great idea online. Well, let's you know, like BET or somebody, they could put it on so that the like when it's older artists, I think they should find a way to put it on television. And you know what I love about it, Lonnie? I love the fact that it's the it's not in a long time have we had our legendary artists have this type of recognition mm-hmm. and it, it's such a blend 
which I, I think is so necessary, you know, because mm-hmm. we watch all of these award shows, like you were saying, no disrespect to anybody else. But at the end of the day, come on, you oh, know, man. where's the teachers? Where are the leaders of this school? So you, it's a lot of respect. I, I have to go back and we check it out. We got too many black uh, uh, channels right now. We got we got Revolt. We got TV One. We got BET. You got Aspire. You got all these. Um, Byron Allen got five of them. Twelve. Twelve. Lonnie, maybe you can do Lonnie. Maybe you can do comedy. Maybe you can do something like that with comedy because we have so many legendary comedians that still doesn't get the shine. Well, we got to do something. So I'm I'm going to, you know, I opened up my, um, um, my production company, True Love Incorporated. And so I'm, I'm looking for projects and things to start working with these studios because we have to, you know, we have to do it. But definitely, can, if you can check out Versus, and they're past Versus too. So if you can go on IG, you can also go on Apple Music. And right now, this is the second season. So it's on um, a new app called Thriller. You will not be disappointed. Loving our brothers, men with strength, wisdom, assertive, and genuine in their spirit. It's the Cafe Mocha Swag Awards, hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Thank you, ladies. Rashawn McDonald here from Money Making Conversations. This week, I sat down with Cafe Mocha Swag Award winner, six-time NBA All-Star, Amari Stoudemire. We talked about his latest ventures, Stoudemire Wines, which makes him the first and only black kosher winemaker. I don't think there's another black culture winemaker out there in the world today. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to somewhat change that narrative also is being able to now step into a culture space, a space where health is wealth, right? And so, you know, the winery out of Israel was important for me to get involved in because, you know, obviously having the biblical ties and knowing that throughout the whole biblical context, there's always been wine involved in the Bible, right? So I yes. wanted to kind of connect back with that soil and create a juice that people here in America can drink and be a part of Israel. Like they can be a part of that biblical connotation. Um, so that's how it originally started. And then now I just released two more bottles that's made in California. If you want to hear this full interview and more, visit moneymakingconversation.com. Keep winning. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the espresso. Minnesota can't even make it through the Derek Chauvin trial before another senseless death of a black man. But the chief of police said it was clearly just an accident. Tell that to Dante's mother and all those people protesting on the streets. It is my belief that the officer had the intention to deploy their taser, but instead shot Mr. Wright with a single bullet. That chief of police and the police officer have both stepped down. And we've seen the police body cam footage of the army officer in Virginia getting pulled over at gunpoint. But have you seen his cell phone footage from his perspective? Listen to how out of control that officer was. How many occupants are in your vehicle? It's only myself. Why are your weapons drawn? What's going on? Open the door slowly and step out. Open the door. Yep, that officer's been fired. And in more good news, St. Louis just elected their first black female mayor, Tashara Jones. Neighborhoods in St. Louis have been just flat out forgotten and left behind. And it's time to turn the page uh, and put equity at the center and make sure that we've elected a mayor that's going to bring real transformational change to the city. The Espresso is brought to you by Seagram's Escape. So many refreshing flavors, so many ways to sip happiness. Seagram Beverage Company, Rochester, New York. Flavored malt beverages. Enjoy responsibly. 
It's Angelique wrapping up the show with just a reminder to check on your elderly, family, friends, neighbors. I call my great aunt in Virginia who's 85. I'm just assuming she already got the COVID shot. She said she's been waiting two months and they haven't even called her. And so I went to CVS.com, typed in the nearest CVS to her house and booked an appointment like that. So listen, if you're having trouble, anybody you know having trouble dealing with the state or city websites, the local pharmacies, the local grocery stores, make it real simple to sign up online. Until next weekend, stay masked. You can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com. Announcing the Mocha Podcast Network, an innovative lifestyle podcast network featuring conversations from a black perspective. Curated with respected voices led by actresses and comedians Sherry Shepard and Kim Whitley. We're funny and we have a yes. point of view. We call that edumatainment. That's what we call it. Ed- is that what it is? Veteran TV journalist Rolanda Watts. Shocking the heck out of everybody. The legendary Unky Divas in Vogue. This topic is girl groups in the industry. To syndicated broadcast personalities, Lonnie Love and Dee Dee McGuire, as well as an array of experts and activists. Mocha Podcast Network, a lifestyle destination with authentic voices and perspectives designed to enrich and empower women of color with a unique listening experience. More than a destination, the Mocha Podcast Network is a full-service studio that offers an ongoing portfolio of production, distribution, marketing, guest booking, and most importantly, ad sales. With a unique revenue model for podcasters that includes customized promotional campaigns created specifically around podcaster and targeted audience, service social media promos and pushes, MPN brand advertising, targeted electronic newsletter, experienced sales representation, For advertisers, the Mocha Podcast Network is a safe marketplace to align their brands with trusted voices, organically engaging the highly in-demand female consumer and more. With quality over quantity, from concept to completion, now is the time for content creators and brands to join the innovative Mocha Podcast Network and experience unapologetic conversations with a new perspective.